What's up, everybody? This is Bree, and welcome to another episode to welcome back <laughs> to another episode of Solo Mominance. And how y'all doing today? Hey, how you doing? I'm doing well. I hope you guys are doing great. And yeah, here on Solo Mominate, we talk about regular schmegula, everyday solo and co-parent issues, and just kind of exploring this life together, right? Like trying to figure out how we solo parent as usual. Because I like for you to live in my world with me. I still have not moved my recording space from the living room to somewhere more quiet. You know why? Because I just figured this is what real life is. This is hearing cars go by, kids walking up and down the street. My son, when he is home, running through the house. He is at school right now. Thank the Lord for daycare. Um... Eventually, I'm going to be one of those parents who homeschools in my mind. I I really want to. That is not what this episode is about, but I'm not even going to get into that. But I want you all to be a part of my life. That's what I was getting at. The reason I have not moved my recording space is because I want you to be a part of my life as much as you let me be a part of yours every time that you listen. So, yeah, today's episode going to be really, really brief. And I say that all the time, but I really want to keep this one super short because it was kind of a thought that I that crossed my mind when I was talking to a friend and we were talking about basically giving up, you know, giving up on our dreams or not exploring our dreams or not exploring what we want to do because we place our own limitations on ourselves. Right. So, yeah, I wanted to talk about that. My thoughts, at least. But, um, yeah, so just sit back, relax, and, yeah, listen to the beautiful sounds of my voice. Okay, well, no, not really. (laughs) All right, so we were talking about how we let other people kind of talk us out of our dreams. I kind of talked about that in um, Mediocre is a Choice episode, and really, I was talking to him about the idea of going back to work right now I am on a hiatus from my regular nine to five in healthcare, and I just don't want to go back I don't not that I don't like helping people but I feel so far removed from helping people a lot of the times and I've gotten into the politics of it all and really I had this thought years ago like almost a decade ago when I first left college, man, that makes me feel dumb old. I'm not even going to hold you up. 10 years ago, I would have graduated from college. That makes me feel some kind of (laughs) bad because I be talking to kids nowadays and they'd be like, yeah, I just left undergrad three years ago. And I'm like, I hate your soul, but (laughs) I don't. No, so anyways, about nine years ago, really, I was working in Michigan. I was working in Detroit for a baseball team. And I just remember that I was making so little money that I had to have two roommates. I'm not a roommate person. I've said this before, but I was like, you know what? For this, 
next year i'm gonna have two roommates we'll figure it out and i'm just gonna be on the struggle bus because i don't make enough money to really live on my own right now like living hand to mouth is not cute so i had two roommates we lived in this house together um and i just remember going to my boss one day and asking him like what did he first see me doing for the season? Like, what did, what was his plan for me for that season? And he was like, well, we're going to give you this budget, and we want you to use this budget of money to attract more people to grow our business. And, yeah, so he gave me, not physically gave me the money, but he told me, like, this is what your budget is. It was a piece of paper, and this is what they did last year, and this is our projection for this year. You know, you got to fit within these boundaries, right? And I looked at the budget and it was three times my salary. Three times my salary. And I just remember feeling so confused. <laughs> I was like, so you give me this budget, you've given me this piece of paper that says, here you go, Brie, make us some money from this money. But we don't even pay you this amount of money. And so I was like, man, they don't value me enough to pay me this amount of money, but they want me to be responsible for this money to make them more money. And then I, that was the first time I realized that who I was as an employee was to make somebody else more wealthy. Because if you think about the higher ups, you think about the GMs, the all of I worked in the front office, but you think of all the executive front office staff, the players, and and I'm just talking about in major league sports. But you think of all those people, and you pay your lower level staff so little money to make the experience for your consumers so wonderful so pleasing so entertaining that they want to spend more money and the money doesn't go to us the money doesn't go back to us we take all the shit we take all the cursing from the the crowd we take all the insults we are the first line of defense and yet we don't get anything and I hated it I hated it in my soul I loved my job which was crazy because I always loved helping people I always loved you know being a part of something that brought someone joy but I I could not stand the fact that my worth, I wasn't being compensated for my worth. I was being compensated what they felt I was worth. And then they always want to remind you that you are replaceable. So then you go, I go on in life and, you know, I've had other jobs and I've, I've worked in Ohio, Texas, New York, New Jersey, where Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, I've worked a little bit of everywhere and in each one of these places, I always was making more money for an organization than I was being compensated for. And I was never felt like my value was where I was at. I never felt like I was compensated for the value that I brought. And even recently, and this is a true, (laughs) 100% true factual statement from somebody else's mouth to me. They said that they feel that even to this day, 30-something-year-old Brie is compensated appropriately for the value I bring to the role that I'm in. And that came from somebody who was my superior recently. And I was like, wow, you make 
a substantial amount more than me. And here I am asking for equal pay, asking for, you know, to be compensated appropriately, to be compensated more so that it justifies the stress that I'm in. It justifies the amount of early days and late afternoons that I work being a solo parent. And then I realized he did not give a shit. (laughs) He did not care. He was just going to tell me that I was appropriately compensated because that's what he felt I, the value that I brought to the position. And that it was discouraging. So I say those stories to say this. I was talking to my friend. I was talking about going back to work and I was also talking about like my dream. My dream is to do this. My dream is to motivate the masses. My dream is to talk to people, is to share my story, is to be like the Les Browns, the um, Yala Van Zants, the, um, what is his name? Jim Rohn and um, all of these people, all these motivational speakers, right? I want to be like them. I want to be able to say, this is where I came from. This is where I am. This is where I'm going. Whatever situation you are in is not the end all says all. You can go somewhere else. And then yet and still, I'm having this conversation with my friend because I was like, you know what? Maybe I should just go back to work. Maybe this isn't going to work out. Maybe I'm not good enough. But then I was like, you know what? In a week, (laughs) this is dumb. (laughs) In a week, I figured out how to properly set up my equipment to make sure that the sounds are going where I need them to go, to make sure the recording is working, to um, be able to record clips in other spaces and transfer them to where they need to go. Like just kind of small, nerdy stuff that... I thought that, oh, I can't do a podcast because I got to be really technical or I can't do a podcast because I don't have an editor. I can't do a podcast because I don't have this. I don't have that. I don't have the equipment. And then, you know, ways just continue to be made. (laughs) Opportunities just keep presenting themselves. Situations just keep getting better. So I'm talking to my friend and I'm still now, mind you. Although I'm talking to you on the on the other side of saying I can do this, I'm talking to someone else saying I can go back to work. I can go back to being an employee. I can go back to being compensated according to how someone else feels I am valuable versus seeking out how valuable I feel that I am. So I'm saying, oh, yeah, I can go back to work. And then I realized that other people in the world even ourselves try to convince us that we need to do something in order to be safe. And this idea of safety keeps us confined in spaces that we would not be in if we just freed our minds. This sense of safety confines us in spaces where we would not be in if we would just free our minds. We feel like We cannot chase our dreams because we are going to fail. So uh, ironically, I started going through my what if statements. And if you don't know what what if your what if statements are, um, I kind of Lisa Nichols kind of at Lisa Nichols or um, Ayanna Vanzant kind of went through it in one of their talks. And basically your what if statements are you tell yourself what you want to do. So somebody says, I know I'm 35, but I want to be a doctor. Okay, so what if I go back to medical? What if I go back to school? Well, now I can't work full time and 
I won't be able to take care of my family. Well, what if you're not able to take care of your family? Well, I'll have to go live in student housing or I'll have to live with family. Okay, what if you have to live with family? It'll be uncomfortable. Um, what if you're uncomfortable? Well, it will just motivate me to go faster, to motivate me to work harder. Okay, so what if you're working harder and working faster? Well, that means I finish my degree sooner. So what if you finish your degree sooner? Then I can grind out and get a job somewhere. I can go to residency. You kind of work through your what if statements so you come to a resolution, right? So once you work through your res- what if statements and you get to your resolution, it kind of feels like, man, this might not be that hard after all. So I think about my what if statements and I'm like, okay, what if I don't go back to my job? I will be happier, but I won't have my steady paycheck. Okay, what if you don't have a steady paycheck? That means that I have to make some adjustments in my life in order to be able to to send my son to school and pay my rent. Okay, well, what if you have to make some adjustments? Oh, well, that means I got to cut back on some things that I like to do. Okay, what if you cut back on some things that you like to do? Well, that just means that I can't get my nails done as often as I get my nails done. And thank the Lord I do my own hair, but maybe I can't. buy some extensions as often as I want. Maybe I do have to do box braids instead of doing a sew-in, or maybe I have to do this versus that, or maybe I have to wear my natural hair, which is awesome, and I love my natural hair. It's beautiful, but I kind of walk through my what-if statements, and then I tell myself at the end, like, yo, you can do this. You can really, really do this. It is going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. It's going to mean that you got to grind a little bit. It's going to mean that you have to sacrifice a little bit. It's going to mean that you can't buy yourself some new clothes. Shoot, I'm going to Paris, but that trip has already been paid for. So now maybe I can't take X amount of dollars to Paris with me. Maybe I got to be a little bit more frugal when I'm out there. Shoot, maybe I got to find me some sexy Parisian or French man and have him buy me some drinks while we're at the bar. I don't know. You know, I it, I kind of work through my what if statements. And then if I get to the place where I feel more confident, because it is scary. Being a solo parent is scary. Being a co-parent is scary. You know, I, I don't want to put anybody, anyone's business out there, but I have, um, girlfriends who've gone through divorces. I have um, friends who are going through separations. And the one thing that they say is, well, you know, as soon as I file for child support, it'll all be, you know, it'll be all good because at least my partner will be forced to pay. But then I do kind of throw that wrench out there like, but what if they don't? What if they don't? Well, I'll be okay because I can do this. Well, can you? Did you sort it out? Did you estimate what it will be like if you do this by yourself? Because God knows I did not do it until I was forced. Because prior to my son's father, us having the decree of child support, having the definitive number and the um, regular cadence of being him being required to pay, he wasn't sending me anything. And then after he was required to pay, he still didn't send me anything right away. He started sending me money because he was forced to. And then when he wasn't forced to anymore, this car pass. Some of these cars be loud. Like, I don't, I'm sorry, uh, like anybody who's into sports cars, God bless you because the mufflers be loud as hell. Them things do not sound good. Not to me. I hate that. Trust me, from somebody who sits in the car behind them sometimes, I just be like, what is it like riding in the car with y'all? Is it really that loud? Because if I can hear it outside your car, I just can imagine what you hear inside your car. <laughs> Anyways, 
So I was saying about child support. So and that is an episode that I'm going to record Thursday. Today is Tuesday. One Thursday, I am going to record my idea of child support. So, anyways, um, when my son's father was forced to pay child support, he did not pay right away. And then now that he is not being forced to, he's not being obligated to, for whatever reason, I don't know. I don't talk to child support anymore. That's not my thing. Um, I don't get it. <laughs> I stopped getting in like a year ago. And then the random sporadic occasions that I do receive it, I'm like, hey, it's a party, it's a party, it's a party. I'm turning up, I'm going, I'm hype, I'm geeked because not that it's like, oh, so it's like, oh, I finally got some money, but it's really like, hey, this is, this is a bonus. This is something extra I can do. This is something I can catch up on that maybe I've fallen behind on in the last few weeks. But let me tell you, as a solo parent, my budget is so tight. Like that, like you can (laughs) make that popping sound. You can snap and that thing might bust. (laughs) I mean, I always, what is wonderful is that my budget is so tight, but I also set aside money for savings. And I cannot tell you how many times having an emergency rain fund savings has come in handy. Even now, not only do I have a savings in my bank, uh, in multiple bank accounts, I have savings, um, just emergency fund money in my house. Now, before anybody try to run up in my house and you think that you're about to hit the jackpot, please believe you are going to spend more time in prison for the little bit of money that you steal from me because <laughs> you is not about to hit the jackpot. You might get enough money to get maybe, maybe enough money to get some sneakers. And I'm not talking about no J's. So please believe, do not waste your time. But I always keep like rainy day fun. If I need $50 to maybe get some groceries for a week, if I need, you know, $100 to help pay a bill, get some gas, whatever, I have money set aside. But that's because I learned to budget. So what I'm saying is I tell people that the life that you want is possible. If you are prepared or if you start taking the baby steps towards living that life, quit talking yourself out of stuff. Quit telling yourself that you're not capable. Quit letting people quit engaging in conversations where people are allowed to give you their advice. That is dumb. Okay, I had listened to uh, a speaker about a year ago. And then one of the things they said was stop inviting people to the table. And I was like, what? (laughs) What? Yeah, stop inviting people to the table, to the conversation table to be able to tell you about yourself. Stop inviting people to the table where they can say, you know what? I think that you should, you know, you should go back to school. My, My family tells me all the time that you should be a comedian. I'm like, no, not at all. I have good timing. People set me up for the perfect punchlines all the time. It's just like alley-oop. <laughs> I'm just going for the kill. So it's really situational. But my family always tells me, like, you should do this. You should do this. You should do this. You should do this. And and before it used to 
convince me and like it used to work for me because I'm like, oh, if I do this, will you like me more? Oh, if I do that, will you like me more? But now I'm like, what will I like about me? What I will like about me is if I follow my dreams, if uh, if I don't talk myself out of it, you know. I if a correct opportunity presented itself, right? If an opportunity presented itself to where I could work a job just enough to keep insurance, keep my son covered, keep myself covered, and then I was still able to do what I wanted to do, work on my apps, work on my podcast, work on my blog, do those things, then absolutely sounds like a great deal to me, guys. I would do it. I would do it in a heartbeat. But if that present that opportunity does does not blah 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 blah, if that opportunity does not present itself, then I don't want to go back to something that makes me unhappy. As a solo parent, it is exhausting when you have to give so much of yourself and everything. And I'm just being really honest right now. I give myself to my son every day when he needs my attention. Last night, I'm washing dishes. I'm finished cleaning up the kitchen. I'm putting laundry in the washing machine. I put him wet clothes in a dryer. And every time my son saw a scene in the movie that he really wanted me to see, or any time that he wanted me to stop what I was doing to play dinosaurs with him, or any time he wanted my attention, he's, Mommy, Mommy, where are you? Mommy, Mommy, Mommy. And then he needs me for that split second, for those five minutes. And all the time, I'm like, well, can you give me a second? Can you give me two minutes? No, 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 right now. I need you right now. And that's what he does. He needs me right now. (laughs) And so I go. So I give myself to my son. And then I was going to work every day. And I was giving myself to a job to people who did not like me. One. And I won't say everybody didn't like me. There was a lot of um, conflict because I'm a strong personality. Which is code in corporate America for angry black woman. But... Really, I am a strong personality because if you tell me to do something that I know is wrong, I'm going to push back and I'm going to ask why. I probably was not the best slave on the plantation. So my whoever I was in my past life, (laughs) we probably didn't last too long because we had a smart ass mouth. (laughs) But I'm going to ask why I'm going to ask you you know, why will we do this versus doing something else? Or can we talk about this? Is there a negotiation that could happen? And it's not because I don't want to do it. It's just because if you're asking me do something that is for a greater good, and I can understand, or if you're just asking me to do something that works for you, and there's no kind of rhyme or reason. Yeah, I, I don't know if I could go with that. I don't I'm think not. And my son does that to me. If he doesn't like what I say, he'll be like, well, why? Or he'll look at me. And then I have to give him the greater good of my backhand. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but anyways, I was going into a, a job that I didn't like. And there was no appreciation. And then I give myself 100% to that job. And I was tired and I was exhausted. And then I leave that job. And now I'm trying to give 100% to myself. I'm trying to work out. I'm trying to, oh, I got to go to the grocery store. 
there is nobody else to carry this weight with us, right? As solo and co-parents, a lot of times we do this on our own. And what it looks and what that looks like is also like this morning, the garbage man usually comes past my house at eight oh between seven fifty seven fifty five and eight oh seven. I don't know why it's eight oh seven, but I know that but by eight oh seven he's halfway up the block, like past my house. So this morning, seven about seven thirty, I hear the garbage truck and for some reason it sounds really 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 close to my house now unlike my neighbors I do not set my garbage can out at night anymore because I've had some incidences with the local wildlife and their little assholes and they have knocked over my garbage can more than once I don't want to have to fight any squirrels in the middle of the night or any raccoons or any possums that ain't what I'm about I'm not going out there and some sneakers with Vaseline to mess up some raccoons that ain't my life so I just pull out my garbage can in the morning because I usually am out the house by 7 30 but my son woke up in the middle of the night he um, decided that he wanted to play with some of his toys before getting back in the bed that was his choice but then he did not want to get up in the morning <laughs> so I'm trying to get him together he's on the potty I hear the garbage truck I run to my living room to see that the garbage truck is two houses away from mine. Two. And he's finishing up on that house. So he is kind of almost one house away from me. So now I'm panicking. I have to find some shoes. My wig is halfway on my head because I woke up and my hair was standing straight up on my head and I did not feel like washing my hair this morning or doing anything to it. So I'm like, let me throw on a hair hat, run out my house and get the trash can out. There is nobody else. (laughs) So I'm running. I look like a lunatic. I open my front door and I yell, wait, just wait. I run to the back of my house. I open the back door to open my garage. And I am now trying to get the last trash bag that's in my kitchen to the garage, get the trash can out the garage down to the end of the curb. And thankfully, and this is why it pays to be nice to civil servants, (laughs) I'll say garbage men and meter maids and all of them, because if you are ever in a bind and you see this person on a regular basis, they will cut you some slack because they will know. So I'm running down. I look insane. Like, I'm not even going to hold you up. I have like on a romper. I'm trying to like keep my my chest from not falling out my shoes not on all the way (laughs) I look like somebody's ghetto mama for real wig halfway on I'm trying to fit pull that down and I'm dragging this trash can to the end of the curb and the guy was just like he just looked at me and he shook his head and he was like it's really all right like it's gonna be okay and I'm like yeah I'm gonna be okay my my son's on the toilet right now so I gotta go back inside because we still body training you know what I'm saying and he was just like it's okay it's okay can you give me one more second sir because I got some more garbage in my house and I just need to get it out <laughs> he said yeah, yeah it's okay I realized that I had a box because I bought some um 
I had bought some some things from uh, Amazon. And I had some boxes and stuff that I needed to take out as well. So he waited for me. Thankfully, he was such a nice, he's such a nice guy. I, I really feel like I need to do something for my garbage man next week. Like, I don't know, get him a coffee gift card or something. Because he was super, super nice. So, um, yeah, he waited. And, and that's what it looked like. We can, I'm not saying I'm superwoman. I definitely am not superwoman, but I am a super woman and I am trying to do my best. And it's not my best when I'm going to a job or I am playing myself as second rate in order to make someone else happy or playing myself as second rate to put my dreams on hold. And people tell you all the time, which is the biggest myth. And the biggest lie people tell solo and co-parents, once you have a child, your dream's going to hold. I'm going to call BS on that. Your dreams do not have to go on hold. They have to be modified. They have to be modified. And that means that if you want to travel out of the country, I had an opportunity present itself to me where I could take a job overseas right now. And I'm, they were like, okay, yeah, you can take this job overseas. Um, and I was like, but I'm going to have to move my son. So now we got to, if I accept this opportunity or if the opportunity continues to progress, then I consider moving out of the country. So be it. <laughs> if that's my dream, so be it. Figure it out. If, you know, you want to travel. Oh, once you have kids, you can't travel today older. That is a lie. Figure out how to do it. Took my son on his first cruise when he was two years old. My son has been on more flights than I can probably count right now. And he's three. And he has already... This is how many flights my son has been on. Last year, we went to... Where did we fly out of? Was it... Well, it was last year. I know that much. And I just remember. No, it was in December. That's right. In December. Because I was like, this was, it wasn't this year. I'm sorry. I just wanted to get my thoughts together. So last December, my son and I were going on our cruise. And I went to the, you know, counter. And we were checking in. I hand them his documents. I hand them my documentation, my passport and everything. And now he finally has his passport. But thankfully, he didn't need it last year but he does need it this year so I hand him my passport hand him his information and they go okay here you go they and they're like oh it looks like you got pre-check and I'm like TSA pre-check what what for free because you know you usually have to sign up for it, you got to pay for it or you just get randomly selected so I'm geeks right I'm pushing him in his stroller. I got my backpack. I'm like, yeah, we about to go through. I ain't got to, I ain't got to fold this up. I'm good. I ain't got to take nothing else. Suck it, y'all. I get to the counter and the security guard goes, oh, your son got TSA pre-check and you have regular check. I'm like, how the hell? Who's giving the tool? Your, when was the last time this dude been on a flight without me? He ain't never been on a How he got TSA pre-check? I take more flights than this dude. And he was like, I don't even know. I'm, I was really, I was really heated. I'm not going to hold y'all up. I was mad. Like, 
there's no way that this little two-year-old got TSA pre-check. So, you know, we went through the regular because he couldn't go through pre-check without me. And then when we got into the airport, I took him to the bathroom and I was like, you know, where you been going without me, son? And he didn't tell me. So I, I was, there was nothing that came out of that conversation because he was just looking at me like I was crazy. But I'm going to find out where he's been going without me because it's not cool. <laughs> But anyways, so really, to sum all of this up is, you know, don't let your dreams go on hold. Don't let anybody tell you that you can't do it. Like, we go through a lot as solo and co-parents. You know, once the other parent is outside of the house, whether it's through divorce, separation, a lot of times there's a lot of hurt feelings. There's a lot of times where somebody's not going to help you right away. And then there's a lot of things that you emotionally go through. You can't do it. I remember there were times in my bank account when my son's father first stopped paying child support. And this was about a year ago. And one month, my bank account was so low at the end of the month. I was like, I literally had like, I want to say like $3.75. $3.75, not $375. I had $3.75. And I could not figure out for the life of me how the hell I only had three dollars in my account and it was a Tuesday or a Wednesday and I was not going to be paid until that Friday so I had to go more than 48 hours with no money to really do anything and I'm like I could this gas gotta make it the food that we have in our house gotta make it please don't let me have no emergencies nothing because I was screwed I didn't have a savings or nothing then and in a matter of six months, it's all of that turned around. In nine months, it improved drastically. In a year, I'm like, yo, I can do this. And then yet and still, I was talking myself out of living my dream, talking myself back into a job where I know I'm qualified to do stuff. Yep, and the kids is coming home from school. But I know I'm qualified to do stuff. And rather than do what I'm qualified to do, I turned around and I was ready to give up. I turned around and I was ready to throw in the towel because, you know, I'm talking to people and they're like, well, what are you going to do? And I was letting their negativity seep in and I was letting their fear seep in and create more self-doubt and fear in myself that really shouldn't exist because I've already told myself I could do it. I've already walked through my what if statements. I've already achieved the goal in my mind. I just got to stick to it. And so that's the real message for y'all today is just stick with it and just be encouraged. So yeah, so I'm going to wrap this up today and remind you oh no cool new something cool for me do 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 (laughs) i don't have any sound effects yet (laughs) when i get some sound effects it is over okay y'all hear me when i get some sound effects i'm gonna have all kind of dumb stuff on here just because just because because i want to but um Big news, I set up a Patreon page. Yeah, you can get ya. Um, Patreon, it helps creatives, um, podcasters, bloggers um, continue to do what they do. And it's by giving a generous donation of whatever you can afford. My donations start at $1. What was that, Amber? What was that, girl? $1 is what I said. Yeah, so... 
if you can um, check out my Patreon page, you will actually find it. I'm going to put a link on my website, www.singlemomstuff.blog, www.singlemomstuff.blog, or you can look up Patreon Solo Mom in it. And that is my Patreon page. That is P A T R E O N, Patreon page hat slash solo mom in it you can donate anywhere from one dollar to twenty five dollars um on a monthly basis or just a one-time donation anything counts i really really appreciate it if you don't follow me on social media check me out at a b underscore writes all w-r-i-t-e-s-a-l-l at instagram tell your friends tell your family Tell your mom, tell your son, tell your daughter, tell your next door neighbor, tell everybody. So um, follow me, check me out. And I really appreciate you all for listening. Remember, the child support talk is going to happen on Thursday. It'll just be my first kind of jump in on my thoughts on child support. Y'all just be ready for that one because it's not what you think it's going to be. Anyways, as always, I love you guys. I appreciate you for listening. Again, my name is Bree, and thank you for checking out Solo Mom and Have a great, great week. Peace, y'all.